Paso a Paso Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paso Paso Podcast. My name is Miles Bonnie. Is always happy to be here with you, sharing information on early childhood, uh, education, circumstances of young children, parents, and more. Based in Taos, New Mexico. On this episode, we visit a local alternative high school named Vista Grande High School, where I learned there is not only a teacher who is able to return from maternity leave with her baby and work with the child in the setting of this high school, uh, which is wonderful. However, there's also uh, a new after-school program that supports students who have young children who may not be able to attend during the day as a result and instead can attend after school. We speak with the principal of the high school as well as the teacher herself, and um, it was live on location. As always on this podcast, we like to just have enjoyable, informative, um, raw, and uh, rough, beautiful conversation. So let's get into this one today here on the Paso Paso podcast. Thanks to all of you who subscribe to the podcast and uh, listen on KNC 93.5 FM in Taos, New Mexico. Sitting here with uh, Isabel St. Ange. Is that the right way to say it? Yes, it is. You did a great job, Miles. Thank you. Happy to be here at Vista Grande. And just for some context on what we're hearing from Heather uh, in the episode to come, uh, would you be willing to share uh, your perspectives on what what is it that makes you decide to want to support a teacher in this way who is now a new mother? Um, certainly it is based a lot on my own experiences. When I had young children, the world was completely different and it was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. People didn't eat, you know, I wasn't allowed to have the babies near me for breastfeeding. And I had to work. I was a, you know, working mom. And it was a barrier for me to keep my children healthy and breastfeed them. Mm -hmm. Um, There were ways around it, but it wasn't healthy for me or for the baby. And for Heather, I just want her to feel the support and love from us for her and the baby and give her the opportunity to meet the baby's needs and grow up to be a healthy baby by meeting her needs in the workplace. Mm. From your side of, of that part of the discussion with her returning to work and possibly bringing the baby at the time, um, what do you recall from that um, as a discussion on your side of things? Um, I, I think she just ran past to me some of the ideas she had and what the needs were, mm. when she would need to pump, when she would need to feed, mm. and how she could operate with bringing the baby to school. Um, whatever she asked for, we approved because mm-hmm. we want her to be happy and healthy and the baby. That's amazing. So, yeah, I think every employer <laughs> should. <laughs> well, that's why I want to do this interview because it, it sounds un, uh, unfortunately rare. Oh, that's too bad. It shouldn't be rare in the workplace today. And I just want to highlight another thing that um, that I learned about as well, which is that there's a student who has chosen um, to be uh, working from home. Um, in order to help support that person with their um, schoolwork, there's also opportunity for them to um, be supported with the child after school here on school time as well. Um, it seems like when, uh, when I think about the two opportunities combined, again, it's unfortunate that it sounds progressive, but it's really, it sounds like it's based on your experience and you're no, you understand the context of why this is important. I think so, yeah. There is really a need for us to make sure, because the country doesn't have paid leave, which is crazy for young moms that she couldn't have, at least, in my mind, it should be at least a year, Wow! at, at least even six months, sure. where she's paid and guaranteed an income to take care of her child. An infant especially needs mom 
And it's a shame that this country operates the way it does. So it's a personal mission to me to make sure we have healthy babies out there. Uh, my name is Heather McReynolds. I am a teacher at Vista Grande High School and a new mom. My daughter Helen was born on August 17th of this year. And uh, this is my sixth year teaching math and science at Vista. Awesome. Yeah, so we met because we both work with Vista Grande High School, which is a charter school here in uh, Taos, uh, New Mexico, charter high school. And uh, Heather, I recognize as being one of the, um, I don't know if best is the right term, but a significant faculty member here at the school. And um, how long have you worked here before you were a mother? Uh, Five years, and then I was pregnant as of last November, so I guess about four and a half years. Awesome. And um, now you are a mother, and what's unique about this is you're actually able to bring your child with you. Can you share anything about what that process might have been like of you thinking through that as a possibility, presenting it to your employer or anything like that? Well, it was always important to me to try to integrate my family life and my motherhood with my career because um, my career is not only something I enjoy and that's stimulating for me, but is also, I think... um, helps in the community and I feel like I'm making a meaningful difference by teaching here and I didn't want to give up my rapport with my students and the um, intellectual stimulation and also the income that comes with teaching and uh, at first I was a little bit apprehensive about bringing the possibility to our school director Isabel St. Ange um, but actually she more than met me halfway and even suggested that I work from home on some of my afternoon prep periods or that I bring the baby, so that was a large relief to me to know that um, it was a priority for her to care for me by helping me to care for my daughter. Um, and it was it relieved some of my anxiety about being able to manage the transition back to work to know that I was supported um, to have my daughter Helen here. Yeah. And um, through doing these interviews and being a parent myself and speaking with a lot of mothers specifically, there does seem to be this culture that I guess is just male toxic patriarchy that has always uh, presumed or kind of forced uh, mothers who are taking care of their children to do so outside of a work environment. And all of you listening know that already. Um, It may be uh, about time that these things changed. Um, And with those changes, I imagine, comes... uh, different structures or or alterations to the traditional structures of work environments such as school um, that bringing a baby into may or may not alter. Um, And you mentioned already that the director of the school suggested that you spend some time at home for your prep periods preparing for the next class. Um, What are some things that have been maybe different than you expected them to be either way since you have brought your daughter with you? Um, I was really surprised and and overwhelmed in the best way by the support that I've gotten from others around the school building, not just my coworkers and my fellow teachers, but also the students in terms of basically providing backup childcare and lots of of love and support for Helen when I'm in the middle of something. Um, They seem to have limitless patience for (laughs) me needing to deal with, you know, her fussing in the middle of a, a meeting and just the the school community coming together to support um, my family is something that I honestly couldn't have dared hope for, so that's been amazing. Um, 
Like, do you, you may you alluded to it, but have you seen a do you do you feel a difference in the classroom um, with some of the same students you may have had previously? Now that you have your child here, as far as their affect or how they interact with each other, aside from that you didn't see before, for you know better or worse. Yeah, some of them are really coming out as um, showing their nurturing side because a lot of them have cousins, nieces, nephews, younger siblings who they pay a, a res- they have some responsibility for younger children in their own lives, and so that's helped me to get to know their dimension, a dimension of them as um, members of their families and also caretakers and future caretakers, and it's seen shown to me. Um, who's interested in maybe having a family of their own someday. Very cool. And as you're saying that, I was thinking about, you know, we started off and I started off the introducing of this idea on the podcast by saying that this is something that is largely um, something that in my mind at the time has affected mothers. But to your point, these students are people who are parts of families and they have tremendous sometimes responsibilities with respect to their younger siblings. And that's an aspect of students' lives um, that teachers and administrators are often aware of, but um, you know, may not have the time, capacity to <laughs> learn more about or even support or whatever, but um, they too are affected by the relationship that the schools or traditional schools or traditional work environments have with home life. And in that way, it's, it's really cool to hear that you're seeing that connection um, show its face, so to speak, in the classroom environment. I don't know if anything else comes to mind about what that transition opportunity has been like. You obviously already shared so much. Well, I think um, it's, I'm always trying to see what my students bring to the table as far as their assets because we want to really combat the deficit-based thinking that goes on around some of our youth today, teenagers in particular, and maybe the population that Vista Grande serves, that it tends to be deficit-based of these are at-risk youth and they're missing this, this, and this, but I would rather see um, an asset-based mindset rather than a deficit-based mindset. And so um, it's helped me to see some of the assets that they bring to their families um, that we wouldn't otherwise be able to recognize in the school building. And I also hope that it can be a little bit inspirational to see that just because you want to have a family and focus on motherhood doesn't mean that you can't engage in a meaningful career. Absolutely. And you taking this step and the school supporting you, you know, takes its own step in the course of history and the lives of the students and the culture of the school and the community to demonstrate that this is possible. Where would you like to see, um, let's say that they do grow up and they do become parents and there is an opportunity if they, if they choose to have their children with them at, at work. Can you imagine in the near future or far how this sort of um, new relationship or dynamic could continue to evolve in a more supportive way even beyond where it is now? Um, I think that one of the foundations that I have with my school director that enabled this change to work was trust, that she had to have the trust in me that I was going to continue to prioritize my work duties and meet my responsibilities, even with my daughter here. So I would like for my students to be able to experience a similar level of um, of trust between them and their employer of saying, I know that you're capable and able and, and make able to make these decisions and prioritize um, what needs to happen. And that also uh, being in the workspace could be beneficial for the children, first of all, because they're not in childcare, 
with all of the sort of issues that that raises because they don't have caretakers who are bonded to them. And then also I think it can be highly educational for a child to be in a work setting. I mean, obviously the school, but I'm picturing Helen um, in a few years sitting at her own little desk doing her homeschooling work while I'm teaching the high schoolers. That's awesome. Uh, that's wonderful. Um, and lastly, thank you again for sharing your story with us and the listeners. Um, in becoming a mom in Taos, are there certain things that you now experience or interact with or see differently that you think the general community could still shift to support new mothers with that maybe you hadn't thought of before? Um, I think it's key for new parents to be able to connect with other parents. And mm. that's something I know that you, Miles, do to support the families in our community. But what I've noticed is just a huge amount of solidarity um, and an automatic bond with anybody else who's a parent and also better understanding for me of where the parents of my students are coming from. And so just increasing the amount of outreach that the schools are doing to keep parents involved because there's nobody who loves that child as much as that parent does. I'm their teacher and I love them, but I now understand the level of commitment and love of having a child of your own and, and leveraging the power of that parental love to uh, support the community and the education of the youth. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, and uh, thanks for all you're doing. You as well. Thank you. Awesome. Paso a paso. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs>